Yeah, but at least we got out the right side of it, you know. It was a tough battle, really tough battle, very physical. Um, you know, we might have gotten off to a very fluid start, you know. We still created a few chances, all right, but, you know, just a few handling errors and bits and pieces, you know. We we're just a bit nervy, maybe. And um, once we settled into it, then midway through the first half, we got into a good rhythm and, you know, clawed back that bit of a lead that God we had. And, uh, yeah, it was nip and tucked in for long, long periods of the game. But very, very satisfied with the performance, like, because, you know, when things aren't coming as easily as you might like them to come, sometimes that can be the day that, you know, you back off it and you, and you, you just accept that it's not happening for you today, or maybe, or that you're finding it too difficult today. But the boys just embrace that challenge and embrace the difficulty and try to figure out the solutions to the problems and just keep fighting and fighting and fighting. And the boys coming off the bench then made a huge impact as well in the last 15, 20 minutes. John, I suppose the, after the, the first water break, he scored 11 of the, of the 15 first half points. In essence, is that like a second team talk? Did you need time to gather yourselves? Do you think going into that break, or, or why do you why do you think that is? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Um, as I said, coming into that water break, we were beginning to find a bit more rhythm. You know, we probably wouldn't have maybe preferred to have had to let it keep going. Um, we felt we were getting into it at that stage, and we were get finding our range. Um, so you know, maybe some of this is coincidental at times as well that there's a water break comes just when you're actually after getting a getting a foothold in the game, maybe, you know. And I suppose Joe hit that sideline to, to go in. He were two points ahead at half-time. What, what was the thought process at half-time? Two points up, a big 35, obviously, to come. Um, I suppose, listen, we were, we were looking to, you know, maybe build again on what had happened in the last 15, 20 minutes of the first half, trying to get back into that rhythm again and, you know, try and raise the intensity levels a bit further if we could, you know. Um, that, that was a real challenge. Um, I don't know what the final tally was in terms of you know our work rate in terms of inside there, but you know I know the boys worked extremely hard outside there, and they were made work very very hard for every single ball they got, and you know uh, Galway were very very firm in the tackle, like they didn't allow us to break the tackle too often, you know, and uh, I think you know our boys showed great resilience overall. is what I would say um, on a night when things maybe weren't going completely according to plan. They dug in and dug in and just refused to be beaten tonight, you know. I think it was just a sheer refusal to be beaten under no circumstances, no matter what happened, were they going to get beaten tonight. Were you, would you have liked them to be a bit more clinical in front of the goal, or was that a bit harsh? Maybe some of them were from tight angles, the goal chances? There was, at least we had a few chances, you know, which is great, yeah. We had a few chances, and on another day, like Kyle was in there, and it was just a, a last-ditch effort that just prevented him from getting that final touch. Uh, maybe the initial shot could have been lower uh, and to prevent the Galway keeper from getting a hurry to us. But listen, we, we were creating chances. They didn't come off. At that stage, it was like 22 points to 18, I think. You know, the goal would have put a fair bit of breathing space in there. It didn't come. Pressure came back on again. And as you saw from freeze and sidelines, they were lethal tonight. I don't know, was it six sideline scores they had? Five. I don't know when we've last seen five points from one team from sidelines in a game. That's an extraordinary return. Um, so, you know, normally you get a chance to compete for sideline balls, which would have gone over the bear, you know. Like the first one there, in, at, at the end of the first half, it was there was four minutes at a time. It was then four minutes, ten seconds into the game, into at a time. The natural thing is when the ball goes out of play, it's, t it's an opportunity to blow up the game for half time, and the ball, the play was allowed to continue on to have the sideline taken for another forty seconds.
you know, 25% additional time added on for what, I don't know, there was no break and play. So, you know, there was a few little bits and pieces tonight that, you know, we'd be, we'd be disappointed with, but we move on, we look forward to the next day now, and we have obviously got a lot of things that we need to work on, and, uh, and we'll work really hard with that now for the next two weeks. Just a little more than John mentioned, the frees, you said quite a few starts in the fourth quarter. Listen, I, I, I know there were definitely, some of the frees were definitely frees, right? But I wouldn't agree that all were. You know, I think the free count was like 17-7. You know, it's quite a swing in one particular direction. Uh, so I wouldn't agree that all of them were. You know, I think there was occasions when we took the ball into tackles and we didn't get the same response that maybe the opposition did. But it is what it is. We just move on now. Um, I'm just really, really happy with the way our lads responded to the adversity they faced tonight. They just refused to be beaten. I think that's really a fantastic marker for them now for the next two weeks, you know. The resilience that they showed, the unity that the team showed, and there was just a refusal to be beaten on the night. I think that's really, for us, that's our, our story tonight. You got a great amount of success on their puck out. Like, what did that come from? Was that pre-match analysis and, and what sort of... Maybe not as much as we'd have liked out of it, because um, we, we did do very well on it. But and that you know we had obviously worked on that, and that was something that we were bringing into the game. But you know we didn't get quite the return that we would have liked from it afterwards. But again, that's down to maybe some things like misplaced hand pass, misplaced uh, stick pass, you know, small things, handling errors, uh, just little things, you know. So that'll come, that'll come. They're only just fluidity things, and, and we just need to to go back to the training ground and get that right, and, and it'll come. But uh, you know, at least we were winning the ball, and that was the most important thing. John, you were very hopeful after the Munster final about having the players at home. Would you, would you be hoping that would change for the final? Oh, Chase, if, it don't, if they don't leave the players come for the final, that would be a, tra- a real travesty. That would be an absolute travesty. That would be a massive mistake. It would be an unforgivable mistake if they don't leave the players come to the final. Unforgivable. Unforgivable. But I, I hope they will, because... Level 5 restrictions are finished on Tuesday. So I would hope that they will. Yeah, for both counties' sakes, for, for the players' sakes, on both sides. Really important. Yeah. And I hope they will. She's one only talking about bringing supporters during the week. They were good. They were good for finals for the first time. Play a team you've already beaten again in the final. Is that an extra mental challenge? No, not at all. No. It's all about her performance, about our own performance, not about the opposition at all. It's about her own performance. That was a very good performance this evening, but not all of it. And there are areas that we need to tighten up on, that we need to improve on. Uh, as you say, you know, we give away a lot of frees tonight. We need to tighten up on that. Um, if we could make the pitch bigger, we might give away so many sidelines. Uh, but listen, it was, it, was, uh, it was a good performance for us to go in now and, and to build on, hopefully, for the next two weeks. But listen, we have a huge, huge challenge. We saw the performance of Waterford last night. It was just incredible. Uh, and... It's going to take a massive, massive effort on our part to, to match that. Yeah, it can be. Listen, you, you can't control that. You know, how can you prepare for it? You can't. Uh, Mikey Kylie was trying to engage them with a little bit of running during that time just to keep them engaged in a bit of movement, more than anything, that they wouldn't go cold and uh, pull a muscle but you just don't know how players are going to respond to that 
uh, and I've seen it over the years where it's gone one way one day and it's gone the other way the other way. You know, sometimes the player and the team whose player went off, it galvanises them and they come with a big strong push afterwards. And other days, you know, it can be something that really uh, they find it difficult to respond to. So, you know, it's it's for us on the line. We we just be honest, we just left it as was and we just took the breather. There was a few players that were probably under a bit of pressure at that stage and probably were delighted to get the five or seven minute break. Not for the reason it was, but and, and, we, and we sincerely hope that Joe is okay and, and will be back on his feet again very shortly. But, um, you know, I was glad of the break maybe for some of our guys at the time because they were, they were under pressure. Last yeah. question, lads. Is there, is there more pressure on Waterford now because of their long wait? I know nothing about that to be honest you know all I know is we have to go home and get our ducks in a row ourselves and come back here with the best performance we can in two weeks time and hope that it's good enough